Hey, welcome back to Lessons in Product Management. My name is John Fontenot and I'm your host. And I'm really excited to talk about a topic that I get asked about a lot. And as PMs, we hear that we need to say no more often. And that can be really hard to do, especially if you have a personality like myself who doesn't like to disappoint people and who, who enjoys feedback and gets really excited about great ideas and wants to go and execute on those ideas right away, right? But product management isn't about ideas or necessarily executing on those ideas right away. We need to take a more holistic and coherent approach to how we do product. So before we dive in, I just wanted to, again, say thank you. I'm thanking you every week because I keep seeing the numbers go up and up and up. We're so close to a thousand followers on Spotify. I saw more reviews coming in on the Apple podcast and iTunes. So I saw that 40% of our listeners are on iTunes or Apple podcast. So thank you on that platform. You can leave us a rating and a review. So if you're enjoying the podcast, I would ask that you give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. If you don't like the podcast at all, you know, I hope you keep listening and, and, we, and we make it better for you, but leave us a review to let us know um, how we can do better. But if there's specific topics you want to hear, if there's questions you want answered, drop those in the review as well. And, and I, I, I'll dig through all of those and make sure that we get those questions answered by myself or bring a guest on to help answer those questions. So with no further ado, uh, thank you again. And, and let's dive into this topic. All right. So first things first, to get better at saying no, never say no, right? Um, you're going to be inundated with feedback and with feature requests and suggestions about what you could be doing. Never say no right off the bat, right? There's just like when customers ask us for something, there's always something driving the request. And you should want to know what that is. Right. If there's a problem that's out there that needs to be solved, then at some point it might make sense to solve it. Right. We'll get to prioritizing in a little bit, but thank the thank them for their feedback, whether it's customers, stakeholders, someone from your engineering team, or you know, whoever it may be that's giving the feedback, thank them. They took the time to go and ask um, for you to do something and for you to solve their problem. Right. So that's a good position to be in. You don't want to be in a position where people stop coming to you for for request or you don't want to shut down those those feedback mechanisms and those feedback loops like those things are really important. Right. So empathize with the person who's bringing you their pain point, their problem or their idea and dig into the problem or explore the opportunity. It, it might not be a problem. It may be something that they see is, hey, this would be really cool if fill in the blank. Right dig into it, see if there's merit there and have a conversation. Don't write it off because that'll shut them down for, from ever coming back to you again. And they'll just be like, yeah, that, that guy or that girl over there, they just, they don't listen. They just do their own thing. Right. Um, and as PMs, like <laughs> it's hard enough to, to influence uh, with, within our organizations. Um, but you make it that much harder to, to influence if you're shutting down feedback if you're not accepting it, if you're not thanking them for their feedback, and you're not taking the time to dig into the thing that they brought to you, right? Um, it's not just like this interpersonal thing that I'm saying, like, do this because it'll garner goodwill with people inside your company. 
but it's it's a really good practice to dig into the problems or opportunities to see where there's merit and see where it fits into the bigger picture right so you really want to lean on your strategy and business objectives and by the way if you're listening on the podcast um, on youtube we have slides and the slides will be posted on the youtube channel so go to the path to product youtube channel um, if you are watching on youtube i would love if you would like subscribe and share but if you're on the podcast make sure you hit the youtube channel so you can get the slides uh, after the talk all right so with that said lean on your strategy and business objectives right so you're taking in this feedback you're you're keeping yourself from being inundated with this in a way that's overwhelming if you have a solid product strategy that's aiming to meet a business objective right and this is how you do it right so you've talked to stakeholders you've talked to customers you you've gone on um, what some call a listening tour and you've gathered all this, this input, you've identified what your biggest challenge is to the goal that you're trying to help achieve as a business. And once you've identified the goal you're trying to hit and the challenge that's in your way, you can start creating some constraints, right? Constraints are a good thing. And you can start creating what is called a guiding policy, right? So if you're looking at the slide, it's what a guiding policy is the constraints we place on ourselves to create focus in our efforts and alignment in how we approach overcoming the challenge, right? As product managers, if you have a dedicated team, there's literally nothing you can't work on or nothing you can't do. The options are really limitless, but we want to limit ourselves to create focus, which creates coherence in how we do things, right? And you can't build systematic value in your work if you're doing things that are like so disparate and everywhere that they don't connect ever but if you can if you can take action and um, execute on initiatives that build on one another towards some end objective you're going to create a lot more long-term value right and so that next part is coherent actions once you've created the constraints around what are you going to focus on how are you going to focus your efforts to overcome the challenge then within those guidelines, within those constraints, you can start saying, here are the initiatives that we need to do in a somewhat chronological order that build on each other to help us overcome the challenge, right? This is what translates into your roadmap. And if you've taken my course on product strategy development, this is something you've heard before. If you've listened to the episode on product strategy development, this is something you've heard before, but it's worth repeating because it's so important, right? This is what turns into your roadmap these coherent actions can turn into initiatives which can be epics which can break down to user stories and that's literally how you can start shaping your roadmap in a way that once you've identified the goal and the challenge you can always go back to your stakeholders and say hey i love the idea or yet yeah, that's a very valid problem to be solved let's see how this fits into the strategy right if you start if you start doing things that are misaligned with your strategy then then you are taking incoherent actions which is going to push and fight against the end goal you're ultimately trying to hit so a, a couple notes what do you do with this feedback right we we know we want it and we know we have to balance it with our product strategy so when you get it what do you do well first you need to quantify ROI, right? If, if somebody's coming to you with a great idea, like in theory, a lot of ideas sound really good. 
But if you execute on that idea or you solve that problem in the perfect way, right, what is the expected outcome of you doing that? But you also need to identify opportunity costs because if you only have so much time in a day and you only have so many resources in design and development. So if you're going to add something to what you've already planned, you're going to have to deprioritize or push back other things. So is the new thing you're introducing more important or more impactful or more valuable than the thing you had already planned to do? If so, there's a couple of questions to ask yourself. Does it still align with strategy? If it doesn't, I would, I would maybe not take that on, right? But is it so impactful and so significant that standing alone by itself, it's going to create enough value that you can pivot from your strategy for a bit to take on this one thing because maybe that one thing is more impactful than what overcoming that challenge is to your business objective. Maybe. But then again, like the most impactful thing that, that you should be focused on is the business objective you're trying to hit. Because theoretically, the business objective that's been set is the most impactful thing that you should be working on. So at the end of the day, if you've taken the time to create alignment around a product strategy that is going to help you achieve or help the business achieve its objective, and you're deviating from that, that's, that's very rarely a good thing. So just keep that in mind. Okay. And once you've identified the opportunity cost, these are conversations you can have in real time with the stakeholders or with, you know, um, customers coming down, coming, like, I don't, it depends on the situation for how transparent you want to be like with your customers about your short-term and long-term roadmap. I'm not going to tell you this is the best way to do it or this isn't. Um, but at the end of the day, when you're having these conversations around like, yes, we could do this, but at the cost of this, at the end of the day, you have to either prioritize it or backlog it. And the way I look at it is if it's not in line with the product strategy, I'm going to backlog it. I'm going to thank them for their time. I'm going to have dug into the problem to where I can deeply understand it and precisely define it and then be able to backlog it for later. However, there could be, there could be situations where within the constraints of your product strategy, something is introduced to you that adds value to your product strategy. It's something you may have missed, a problem you didn't know existed, or an opportunity that you didn't know that existed that does fall in line with the constraints of your product strategy. And that would help you more effectively overcome that challenge. It, it could be a key ingredient or a key piece um, within the whole puzzle of you trying to overcome that challenge, right? And so then it's just figuring out where does it fit in? right? Where does it fit in in this kind of order of incremental value building initiatives that we're taking on? And, and so that, that's why it's so important not to shut down ideas or problems that are brought to you. You really want to dig into them and you really want to empathize with the person who's bringing them to you. But it does take a bit of rigor, right? But you can, but this allows you to say no, right? You can always go back to your strategy and your business objectives. And I've had to do this recently where, you know, problems are brought, opportunities are discussed. And it's like, hey, guys, like, this is great. Help me help you. 
if we could identify some data, and, and I, I always give suggestions, here's the data that I would need to be able to make this decision. Okay, this is a new opportunity. It's, it's purely hypothesis at this point. We have no data to go on, but if we can get data that looks like this, or if we can get this type of data over this many months that shows a trend, and you know, here's here's kind of the success metric that we need to see to be able to reprioritize this or look at this as something that we actually take on. Like help them help you and help yourself, right? You don't want to be missing out on opportunities um, to capitalize on, right? If they're sitting right under your nose, if, if you ignore them, disregard them, you'll never be able to capitalize on these opportunities or solve some of those problems that need to be solved. And at the very least, at the very least, you can backlog some of these problems and see where does it fit into your long-term vision, right? Like the, the strategy today may be focused on one objective, but there may be a longer term vision where you see down the road, hey, this would really fit in over here. So let me backlog this. I still need that data because when we get to that point, I'll need to know how to prioritize it against other things we could be doing, going back to opportunity cost. And then you'll be in a better position when you come upon that, you know, the next phase of your strategy connecting to the longer term vision, right? So at the end of the day, let's go back to first things first. Never say no. You never want to shut down ideas right off the bat. Again, thank them for their feedback and make sure you're digging into the problem. Once you've done that, then you can go through the rest of the steps to either prioritize or backlog it. And everything can get anchored back to the product strategy that you've already got buy-in from. And then it makes those conversations a lot easier to where, you know, they may be bummed out, they may be disappointed, but they'll understand and respect you for it. Okay. What they won't understand and what they won't respect is if you start deviating from your strategy, you know, at random on a whim, and then you build this expectation that that's okay and you can do that. And then you start saying no down the road. Well, that's inconsistency in yourself, in your own practice, which never garners respect. Um, so don't do that. Make sure that you have an anchor. I like using product strategy as the anchor for how I make decisions and being able to adjust or you know backlog things based on how it fits in or doesn't. So I hope that helped today. Uh, thanks for joining me and I'll see you next week on Lessons in Product Management.